All right, we're on. Go. DJ Ryshark. <laughs> Give it to us. We're back. A couple weeks off. A couple weeks off. We almost didn't know how to remember how to use this thing. Or where we even podcast. I couldn't I could barely find my way back here to our studio. Did you have a hard time making it to the studio? No. 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 Straightforward. You had you had committed it to memory. Do you feel like you usually have trouble getting down down your stairs to your kitchen table? <laughs> At first yes. in the morning, Every yeah. Time. When one ankle hurts, it's hard. I have to go down sideways sometimes. I came down and Uncle Ross was here. And he's like, What's wrong with you? Why did you stomp down the steps? I'm like, I'm, I'm not. That's how I come down. <laughs> one ankle doesn't work in the morning. He is broken. Is it always the same one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I just visited Slick Whiskers. And then I... <laughs> what an unbelievable name for a place. Who even knows what happened there? What if there is actually a place called Slick Whiskers? <laughs> there is. I think it's right next to Tequila Cowboy. <laughs> it's, on a, it's on our way to the gym. It's on the right on Samo. Oh, yeah. Don't you see? I can't not look at it every time we drive by. I had no idea. What a name. Slick Whiskers. Oh, boy. Oh, man. It's not, probably not conducive with the topic of our podcast. To have Slick Whiskers? to be going there no almost certainly not <laughs> what is the topic of our podcast today not landmarks on the way to the gym no all sorts of stuff all right kind of so talked about you before. two are the worst i was ready for i thought you were just gonna hit us with it you two are the worst you just stared at podcasting so team ever what are we talking about guys <laughs> and it's just like <clears throat> It's like everybody went into a brain fog. Everybody it's goes into paralysis. Because you named the episodes, so you know the name of the episode. We don't. We don't know the name of the episode. I actually haven't come up with this one yet. We're going to call it lack of specific, lack of variation, <laughs> specificity. There's no name, but the name is specificity. <laughs> Just got it. <laughs> Heard it here, folks. Oh boy, this is what happens. So we're going to. Basically, address the question of why the hell does my programming not change like a pinball machine every week? Why do I do the same things for a series of weeks in a row? Now, we've talked about this before, but we talked about it in more broad brushstroke uh, ways having to do with maybe, say, hypertrophy or strength training. And now we're going to get a little bit deeper into talking about kind of the why and how it relates to a person's why. So initially, uh, when someone comes in and starts working with us, this can be a little bit of a change depending on their background, right? So if someone's coming, particularly if they're coming from a CrossFit background where they participated in group class and where a tenant of that in many ways uh, and in many gyms is constant variation. So it, they're literally trying to have as much variation as possible. It can be a little bit of a change uh, when someone comes in, begins working with us, and they go effectively to almost zero variation if measured over the course of weeks. And so a natural question, and probably a question that we need to do a better job addressing with people from the outset, is why we're doing that. And Basically, that that's entirely on purpose, um, and it's to the person's benefit. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys to talk a little bit about kind of that element, maybe your experience with it, how you communicate it with people, 
etc. Yeah, so I think it's, well, I think first we can talk about what specificity is, because you kind of said that, but maybe some listeners don't know what that means. So it's kind of exactly what the word is. It's being specific to something. So it's specific to your training is specific to what your goals are. So if you, you know, you want to have a higher squat, you're probably going to have to do some squatting. If you're benching, but you really want to get your squat up, then you can't be surprised when your squat doesn't go up, but your bench goes up because you're benching. So you have to be specific to what your goals are. So your training will reflect that, whether that's aesthetic goals or strength-based goals or performance, or you want to be a better football player. So your training reflects that. So all of the movements that we choose for you are specific to your goal. So in that sense, if we have someone who wants to get their squat up, then their movements will be based around squatting for the most part. There will obviously be other stuff to fill in other days, but uh, a lot of the main pieces and accessory pieces will be based around squatting. So that's kind of what specificity is. So maybe you can give us a little insight into how, where it goes from there. Yeah. So I think for a lot of our clients, um, while their overarching goal is general health, um, there are a lot of people who just want to look better. Um, and so if we're constantly changing what we're doing, um, <clears throat> just randomness, random movements, just for the sake of being different, uh, or, you know, well, I did pull-ups this day, so now I'm going to do push-ups this day, and then I'm going to do whatever, 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 and then it's three weeks before I've done another pull-up. Well, the reality is, is while other exercises may target those muscles, if you want to see any sort of improvement in that, um, that's not, it's not going to happen or it'll happen on a very longer timeline, uh, than anticipated. Um, so, you know, we have women that want to have toned arms, uh, if you're training legs four days a week and maybe do some upper body movements once a week, maybe that's really not going to happen for you. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think this goes back to, there's a couple things that come through specific specificity and there, when you think about them, they become actually fairly obvious. And so our reasoning behind doing this becomes much more clear. So if you do the same movements again and again and again, another way to think of that is that you're practicing them. So just like anything that you do, whether it's playing an instrument or speaking a language or performing a given technique, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And literally, that's what we watch people do. And that is literally the idea over the course of a mesocycle of training. So a program block of say four to eight weeks, you're going to get considerably better at a given technique. As you get more technically proficient at it, you will end up getting more out of it. So a lot of times what we do, case in point, is introduce new techniques during deload week because it's a purposely easy week where the, per the point is basically to preserve your fitness while we get rid of fatigue. And so it's a great opportunity to introduce new techniques because we know you're not going to be very good at them comparatively. 
And even in week one of the next cycle, you're still probably not going to be awesome. But by week two or three, you should be gaining a lot of technical proficiency, which allows you to maybe express those things either for greater numbers of reps or at heavier weight or both. And to get a better mind-muscle connection. So if you're squatting, for example, you're doing barbell back squats, you really are getting a great mind-muscle connection and a great pump, say, in your quads. Which, if say, if you're training for hypertrophy, you're training for physique or aesthetic purposes, that would be the prime. That's why we're doing that. Um, if, say, if you're training for strength, we take that same movement, we take the barbell back squat, you're going to be able to express that in all likelihood at a heavier weight. And so if we look at weight alone as being the primary builder of strength over time, we're going to continue to do that same movement, but we're going to do it at a heavier weight. So that's the, the kind of the what specificity allows us to do. At a deeper level, um, I think we need to also look at why are you coming to the gym? And this is, there isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer to this, but it's important to be clear about why you are coming. So if you are coming purely to have fun and purely like to get a workout in, that's perfectly fine. Understand though, that the more you sort of jump around between things and you see this in all areas of fitness, whether it's conventional gyms or CrossFit type gyms where people are just coming in and doing random stuff uh, with the ostensibly with the idea of getting better, uh, except that if you jump around all the time, as Amanda said, your like progression, your level of development is going to be far, far below someone who practices basically the same stuff uh, over and over and over again. Now, what we're not saying is that your programming will never and should never change because variation is ultimately important. But what we're effectively saying is that for a block of time, one to two months, your movements should stay largely the same. And there are some exceptions to this, like if something's hurting you, obviously it shouldn't stay the same, um, but that it should not change week over week over week, especially if the goal of that change is basically to entertain you. That is suboptimal. I think so <clears throat> we can going off of that some differences week to week so from week one to week two or week two to week three or so on the differences there because there are differences even if the movements are the same or the structure is the same or you always you know Monday for five weeks is the same movements and same everything except for there are small differences and I think that some people miss that part because they see that the movements are always the same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but that there is small differences and they, they kind of overlook those. So what are those differences that are purposefully there between one and two and then between like one and five? Right. And, and obviously for each person that's going to be dependent, right? If they're in strength versus hypertrophy. Um, but it may be that you have more sets from week one to week two. It may be that you have more reps from week one to week two. Maybe that there's an increase in weight, maybe minor, but over the course of six weeks, it's pretty major. You know, you're, you may be going from two sets <clears throat> at, you know, 
10 reps at 70 pounds. And by the end, you're at five sets at 110 pounds. So there are differences, but that's the purpose of the progression and doing that in a smart way and not going from 70 pounds for, you know, two sets, 10, nine, eight, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the next week you're going for a one rep max, like in terms of progression and truly becoming stronger or hypertrophic, that's not, it's not going to work. And I think with tempo too, you mentioned weights, reps, uh, sets, but also tempo, right? So you're all of those three, first three things could stay the same, but you, if you have, you can increase the tempo by a second each week and it's, you're doing dramatically more work, especially if if it's across 10 reps, right? So if you're going two seconds on the way down for 10 reps, that's 20 seconds. But if the next week you do three seconds on the way down for 11 reps, that's whatever, 33 seconds, which is way more time under tension than it was initially, even if it's the same rep, same weight, same sets, same rest. So I guess my question will play the devil's devil's advocate because I think it's clear why we would want to do this. Like we've made that abundantly clear. Um, And the idea of practice is a pretty obvious one. But what do you say to somebody who maybe they are coming from, uh, say, a CrossFit background? They're used to that variation and that's something that they're talking about missing. How do we approach that? Well, I think it goes back to your why, like, why are you searching for something else? Like, are you leaving that sort of, uh, class because you weren't seeing the results that you were getting? I mean, and that's what it boils down to. It's like, there's a reason you're searching for something else. Um, and if it's because your why has changed, you want to specifically focus on powerlifting. You want to get better at that. Um, then yeah, you're going to have to do something different that you've never done in order to receive the changes that you want. Yeah. I think it's like, as we've said so many times, it's like, how serious are you actually about what you said you want to do? So like, if you actually want to get better at powerlifting lifts, but you want the variation, then it's like, well, how serious we're doing what you told us you wanted to do. That's our job. So are you that serious about it? Or are you more interested in just like throwing stuff over your head and then jumping around and slapping each other on the back and stuff? Or are you enough of like kind of an adult to be like, okay, I actually want to do this. This is how I have to do it. Maybe it sucks some days, but it's going to be way better when I out squat everyone over there by a lot. So I think another element too, if someone says that to me, it underscores the importance of us to have this kind of conversation. And the, frankly, the, the conversation is that you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like if you want to actually get better, it's something if you want to fundamentally change your body composition, um, it has to be a little more thoughtful um, than just, just throwing random stuff at the wall where we can throw in some different stuff is if someone has as part of their programming, some aerobic capacity training. And so that's usually where I'll try to do it. We kind of come to an understanding that no, we're not going to just randomly change your movements every week. That's deeply suboptimal. Um, we're not going to prescribe something that we know to be frankly wrong. 
but what we can do is, especially if that person is used to doing kind of metabolic conditioning type stuff, that's where we can put in some some differences because that that stuff can vary as long as the intention is generally the same can vary in terms of movements week over week so there is some wiggle room it's not that you're locked into these things for a given amount of time it's just that there's there's you know there's a right way and a wrong way there's an optimal way and a suboptimal way and they're pretty qualitative um but that's that's where having the conversation comes in so maybe the second part of this is you know if you're someone and you're in this spot maybe curious about why you are doing these things week over week over week or conversely curious and maybe starting to get a little fed up with not improving and you are doing a lot of variety whether that's in a conventional gym or whether a group class setting or whatever you know these are things to consider um and and it's a conversation to have with somebody and to get some guidance um in many cases we see people not making the progress that they could. And it actually, it has nothing to do with their consistency and nothing to do with their effort. Like consistency and effort for most people aren't a big problem. Now, if they are, yeah, they're a huge problem. Like you're not gonna make great progress. If you're not consistent, you don't try very hard. Um, but what it is, is just like really misguided stuff. Like you want to try to get better at everything. So the answer for, is basically to just do everything. I'm going to clean this day. I'm going to do dynamic gymnastics this day. This day, I'm going to do powerlifting this day. And, and the reality is, is that like you don't really actually get better at any of them. So, or worse, like trying to do it all in one day. Like, yeah. Then, that, right. then that's, that's really suboptimal. Uh, I think, at the, again, at the end of the day, it goes back to your why. And I think that we discuss this in some variation in every podcast that we we do and every topic because it is very important. Um, and we're not saying that you should do this or that you should do that. It's at the end of the day, what is most important to you? What is it that you hope to achieve from your fitness? And how is the best way for you to get there? And if you're not doing those things and you're unhappy, then the answer is very simple. Make the changes to put you in the position that you want to be in. So I think uh, Amanda and I were talking about a little bit about this because I got an email uh, about someone basically inquiring about, about working with us. And they said at the bottom of the email, it was, a, it was a lady. So they said, can you make me look like Amanda? And that made uh, an impression on me, not because we don't hear it often, because it's actually kind of the opposite, where you have a lot of people saying some variation of that, um, or saying that they have some, some aesthetic goals, uh, which everybody does. If you're honest with yourself, you do. Although, you know, that gets just, there are very few people purely don't. Um, and I think people expect that you do something that's magical, that there's like that we prescribe some series of movements and some series of lifestyle guidelines and some series of nutrition guidelines for like regular people, quote unquote, and that you do something totally different And the the truth couldn't be farther from that. It's the exact same stuff. It is nothing fancy. It is certainly nothing magical. What it is is 100% adherence. And so you do you do different movements every week? 
No, and not at all. And if you look at like my Instagram feed, that's very apparent because I'm posting the same movements all the time because that's exactly what I do. I go through the same mesocycles, whatever. Squatting is Monday. It's going to be Monday for the next six to eight weeks. And that's going to be what it is. And similar with nutrition too. You're extremely adherent with that. And you're not like, it's not like, oh, I I can only eat rice cakes and drywall. Like you are extremely (laughs) adherent and that's why you are successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, but, and it goes back to my why right now is something that I'm very serious about and really want to see where I can go with it. And so I know in order to attain that, that I have to be 100% dialed in to my nutrition, 100% dialed into my training, as well as ensuring that I'm getting the appropriate amount of sleep and water and just daily exercise, movement, walking. Um, Otherwise, I know at the end of the day, when I step on stage again, that I'm not going to be happy because there was something more that I could have given or done. But it's effectively, it's the same stuff every week. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's the underlying thing is that you have to start to fall in love a little bit with that pattern. Um, If you want optimal results, the pattern will change but it's going to stay the same for blocks of time. And that is very purposeful. And that's frankly, you could look at it the opposite way. If your pattern changes a lot, that's a red flag. That's either like whoever's programming for you or doing like, frankly, doesn't know what they're doing um, or has a philosophy that's deeply suboptimal or, you know, you're a little bit addicted to variety and you have to ask yourself whether you're going to the gym to be entertained or whether you're going there and taking time away from your family and making an investment of time and money to achieve a result. And the what the result is, frankly, doesn't matter. That's unique to you, and you have every right to, to have total control over that choice. But understand, there are optimal ways, and there are deeply suboptimal ways. And my assumption is, everyone listening to this is, is rational and reasonable and nice, good-looking people, uh, that they they would prefer to take the optimal route and not just spin their wheels because because they want to be entertained, frankly. Yeah, and to a certain extent, some of this is trial and error, right? The three of us at this table, to a certain extent, all have the same goals, overarching goals, but certain things that work for me to grow muscle don't work for Ryan or don't work for Rye. And so the same is true for all of our clients. And so we may program something um, and our clients are finding like, I, I don't feel this where I should. Like my technique is right. We've tried adding more reps. We've tried adding time under tension and in tempo, or we've added weight um, and still not feeling this. And so it's like, okay, so we can do this movement instead Um, same movement pattern, but you're able to feel it where you're supposed to feel it. Therefore, now you're able to get more out of it. Um, and so that's where I've seen my training change because we tried one thing again for a certain block of time and I got somewhat out of it, but not a lot. So then the next block that changed, but squats didn't or pull-ups didn't, um, And I got more out of that. So then that 
is now going to be in my third block of training because that is what works best for me. So effectively, 16 weeks will result in the same movements, um, but just different variation as far as sets, reps, tempo, weight. I think one thing we could touch on uh, that we kind of did is that we're not necessarily saying that you can't be a mixed modal athlete and still follow this idea in terms of progression, right? So you can still, in the top athletes in the sport of fitness or in mixed modal fitness, all do the same thing. So you can most definitely be a mixed modal athlete and still follow this, but it may just look a little different. So if you have your laundry list of things where you're like, okay, I want to, you want to be good at everything. You want to be good at cleans, pull-ups, running, jumping, and also you want to deadlift as much as you can and you want to look great. You can do all those things, but I think you have to break down your list a little bit. So I think this is someone, something that I've talked to uh, with other clients before uh, where you kind of have to choose like one or two things and that's going to be our focus for one or two mesocycles. So you have actual training dedicated to that, those two things, and you get markedly better at it. And then once you feel like you're at a point where you're pretty good at it, then we can choose something else and do the same thing. So over the course of a year or maybe a year and a half or two years, depending on how long your list is, you've checked everything off your list and you're probably way better at everything faster than you were if you were just like, all right, today I need to get better at cleans and pull-ups. So we're going to do cleans and pull-ups and see what happens. And then a month later is the next time we do cleans and pull-ups together. Yeah. So periodization is important regardless of your ultimate goal, right? The, the sport of fitness, right? Or CrossFit has been very successful and there have been very there have been people that have been very successful and made a lifestyle out of the sport itself, but they don't go into the gym every day and do 20 different things. And then the next day do another 20 different things. And then the next day, 20 different things and just repeat that. And then maybe they've done pull-ups twice a month. They're smarter about their training than that and know their weak spots and make sure that they train them purposefully um, while still doing the other things integrated in their training, just with a sp- focus on what they need to improve. I think you hit the nail he- on the head. I think maybe, uh, and that's the title, who knows? I'm still coming up with a title, but <laughs> to train purposefully. So we're not going to train with randomness like children. We're going to train with intention and purpose. And part of training with purpose is number one, having a conversation with your coach about splitting things up, putting certain things on maintenance volume and and then having specific areas of focus. Not training with purpose is walking in and being like, okay, what am I going to do today? I'm going to hit some cleans today. Or if you're in a conventional gym, like, yeah, we're going to do arms today. Like if if you're walking in and you're figuring out what you're doing, you're wrong sorry, like you're, you're in the deeply suboptimal and the person who what had a plan six weeks out is going to murder you every single time, whether it's just, whether it's performance, whether it's aesthetics, 
all that stuff. They're always going to beat you. And so assuming you don't want that to happen, we need to always have a tremendous amount of purpose. And that doesn't mean you can't have fun. You the part of your purpose is fun, but it's, it's that conversation to make sure you're not just spinning your wheels. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of part of why people look at what we do and think, well, gosh, that just, that doesn't sound like fun or that has to be boring to do that. And the reality is, is it isn't now, is it easy? No, there, there are days that I know like this is going to be mentally difficult to do because it's a heavier weight than I've ever done. It's more reps, it's more sets, but it is going to push me closer to my goal. And that's where the fun comes from. It's finishing that fifth set of back squats and going, I've never done that many reps at this weight before. And that's exciting. This is now pushing me to that ultimate goal and being happy knowing that that's, that's where you're at. And at the same time, like there's people around you that are excited about that and are excited for you, if not more than what you are. True. Straight facts. <laughs> Straight facts. Train with purpose and enjoy. I think what you said is enjoy the process. Enjoy the week over week build of getting progressively better at something. And that it when you can find joy in that, when you can find joy in hitting all your numbers across the board, um, that's where that's where your your progress really takes off, and you start to just fall in love with the whole thing. Um, and so I think that's in the end, that's what we want to have our people do is fall in love with this whole process, and it's articulating one episode at a time how we think the best way is to do that. So. That's it for me. You guys have any parting words in the last five seconds? Nope. All right. There you go. Have a good day. We'll see you next week.